everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 60, 9am in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. A lot to talk about, uh, not even in terms of the games, just things happening in terms of trades, injuries, people being benched. Dominic, I'm super pumped for this show today. I think the show is full of surprises this week and I can't yep. wait to get it started. So let's do it. For sure. Let's get it started. Just, just before we do that, got to mention the, the funding drive. Uh, appreciate all any of donations that you guys can give. Everything counts, uh, even the, the smallest amount of donations. You can go to uh, our website, ICJLO, uh, in order to uh, to donate uh, to the funding drive. We've already raised quite a bit uh, of money, so we're super happy and proud of that and thankful. So thank you for all our listeners that have donated. And uh, yeah, if you guys could uh, give a little something, it'd be much, much appreciated. And yes, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, um, let's please our listeners right now, Dominic, by jumping into some things happening in the NFL. I don't know where to start, but before we get into the games, I'm going to start with Matt Ryan, Dominic, being benched for the rest of the season. Sam Ellinger out of Texas will be taking QB1 reps for the Indianapolis Colts. I want to get your thoughts first. I have my opinion. I won't let it. I won't let your opinion sway my opinion. But it'll be Matt Ryan sitting his butt on the bench for the rest of the season. Now, who knows how long this is going to, uh, you know, is going to stand if Ellinger decides or Ellinger ends up struggling. But yeah, with the Colts' poor performance this week and a chance to play first in the division, uh, they lay an egg against Tennessee Titans, only putting up ten points. Matt Ryan not look good. The consequence, Dominic, him being benched for the rest of the season. Yeah, being benched for the rest of the season seems kind of bizarre and harsh to me. However, this is the right move. Sam Ellinger is a young, fresh quarterback, and Matt Ryan is an old dinosaur that, (laughs) unfortunately, we are seeing a change of the guard in the NFL. And when it comes to pocket quarterbacks that are very old, it just ain't going to cut it in the new NFL. Uh, Sam Ellinger brings a young, vibrant attitude to an offense that is young themselves. I mean, like Michael Pittman Jr. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful player this guy is. I mean, I only would imagine that Sam Ellinger is going to do a lot better than Matt Ryan, considering that Matt Ryan has been doing atrocious all year, a bunch of interceptions. I think the guy's doing his very best, but this is not just Matt Ryan's fault. It's a team effort, but... In all honesty, it is the right maneuver to do for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. And this actually just might save them and they still can make the playoffs. I think the key to this entire team is Sakeel Leonard. And once this guy comes into that defense, it will ignite the entire organization from top to bottom. Uh, He just hasn't been there at all this year. And I think that was the missing link. And unfortunately, somehow Matt Ryan gets the brunt of all this mess in Indianapolis. Agree with you, Dominic. It is most definitely not all Matt Ryan's fault. I like it, and I like it primarily because it takes guts, and the Colts are showing, you know, we're not going to settle for mediocrity, and that's what they've gotten out of Matt Ryan. So love the decision there. Uh, sad news for Matt Ryan, and also sad news for Brees Hall, Dom, the rookie phenom running back for the New York Jets out of Iowa State, was balling with a capital B uh, over his first few games. Unfortunately, he will miss the remainder of the season. Super sad news there. However, the um, 
New York Jets have potentially found his replacement in trading for James Robinson, running back out of Jacksonville. Looks like Jackson was going to go with a heavy dose of Travis Etienne out of the backfield. So James Robinson, Dominic, uh, the newest New York Jet. I love this move. I think the Jets are trying to play for the playoffs and adding a piece like this definitely sustains the momentum that they currently have. Breeze Hall, buddy. Oh, I had you on my fantasy. You were doing outstanding. But honestly, it's lucky for this to happen early in his career. Hopefully, it's the only time that it's going to happen. He's young. He's only 21 years old. This guy will bounce back and be a force in the NFL. The Jets are for real, folks. The only weird aspect of this football team is Zach Wilson is terrible. I just don't <laughs> like that quarterback. Other than that, this entire organization is doing amazing things. If Zach Wilson could just play some decent football, they are minimizing this guy's attempts per game, and they're doing a wonderful job at it by running the football and relying on their defense. Great coaching all around, and I think that James Robinson is going to help this team just move right on forward for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Definitely said a lot of good stuff there, Dominic. Um, Got to move on to more injury news. JC Jackson out for the year, unfortunately, for those Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, sad uh, story there. You know, unfortunately, this is a, a big part of the NFL guys being out for the year. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, the injury bug has hit JC Jackson for the Los Angeles Chargers, who took a big fat L this weekend. And they did not look good against the Seattle Seahawks. As we recorded, Dominic, last Thursday, uh, we did not get a chance to talk about Christian McCaffrey being traded because it happened after the show. Christian McCaffrey being traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a 2023 second, third, and fourth round draft pick and a 2024 fifth round draft pick. Massive, massive trade, Dominic. Christian McCaffrey, the star running back for the Carolina Panthers, taking his talents to the 49ers. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of the Ricky Williams when the, the Saints picked him up in the draft. And quite frankly, I think San Francisco gave a lot to get Christian McCaffrey. I know he's a premium running back in the NFL, but it's not on the right team. Had it been on a team that would have made him the number one, then I would have said yes. But Kyle Shanahan likes to use multiple running backs. So therefore you're just adding a weapon to your offense, a fantastic weapon, a weapon that you need really i don't know does this put him over the top or do they still have jimmy garoppolo as their qb that's the issue the quality there needs to be improved jimmy g unfortunately you're not playing great football the team can rally around him but adding christian mccaffrey is an upgrade do not get me wrong the draft stock ah man they better win the super bowl it's basically a super bowl or bust right william what do you think about that does this make the team better? Of course it does, but I don't know how much better it makes them only because I feel like they've always had good running backs, right? Dominic, they've always had a good running back system. And so, yes, they've got a player that caters towards their system, but does that solve the problem, like you said, of Jimmy G? And those were the exact words I said uh, when I heard the trade happen. I was watching Thursday Night Football and I said, well, this is, you know, great for their run game because you got to assume it's going to get better and he's going to catch pa passes out of the backfield. But I, I don't think it solves the glaring issue of the quarterback situation. It, like I said, Dominic, it caters to their needs. They're running football team first. So they will continue to do that uh, at a high level, but I don't think it makes them necessarily from a team that's all, all of a sudden Super Bowl contenders. I didn't think they were Super Bowl contenders before this trade, and I still don't view them as Super Bowl contenders even after this trade, even though they have gotten better with getting Christian McCaffrey. Does that make sense? 
It does. I think this is Debo Samuel's team. And now Christian McCaffrey can come and play a big factor, but I just don't trust Kyle Shanahan. It seems like Kyle Shanahan, I saw the last game. I know Jeff Wilson is a decent running back, but I can't see him not use multiple running backs. So again, all that draft capital to add a weapon that you're going to use, not enough. Christian McCaffrey would need to be a three down back, which he won't be. And that's the only reason why I don't like this trade. Otherwise, yeah, this would be a fantastic trade on any other NFL team that doesn't utilize their running backs like the New England Patriots, for example. That's another team that sometimes threw three or four running backs in an entire game, and I, I don't like it. That's not my, not my style of offense, but then again, you can't say that Kyle Shanahan has not been successful. Because he has been. He brought the San Francisco 49ers to multiple NFC championships and the Super Bowl, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely, Dominic. You know, talking about those 49ers, let's jump into that game right away. Uh, 49ers, pretty good game to start against the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was all Chiefs after that, Dominic. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, are the team to beat pretty much agreed upon throughout the entire NFL fan base. Like, the Chiefs are for real. No one's denying that. They beat a great San Francisco 49ers team, and San Francisco, you know, you can't score 44 points a game and you weren't able to stop Mahomes. It's that simple. I think the Chiefs moving forward are going to be really hyped and that could potentially hurt them, you know, down the line. I know they have a businessman like attitude, specifically Kelsey. You know, he's a true professional, but I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. I still like my Ravens, but the Chiefs destroyed the 49ers. Pretty remarkable, Dominic. It seems like the, the Chiefs haven't really lost a step since losing Tyreek Hill. I don't want to jump the gun there, but, you know, they have speedsters uh, like McCall Hardman, obviously there. Marcus Valdez-Scatton getting three catches for 111 yards, 37 yards per catch in the game, looking a lot like Tyreek Hill type numbers. Uh, yeah, so good stuff there out of Kansas City. Let's jump to those Baltimore Ravens like you talked about, Dominic. They're coming away with the 23-20 victory over the Cleveland Browns. They almost blew another fourth quarter lead. Thank God they didn't, Dominic. Trust me, I'm not a Ravens fan, but I would have felt bad for my Ravens fans there. Uh, they beat the Cleveland Browns in what was a tight game uh, that saw, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, ups and downs for both teams, but a big win for Baltimore, Dominic. They needed this game. I don't want to say it to save their season, but they were heading in the wrong direction and they get a win against their division rivals, the Cleveland Browns. Browns were trying to win this game at all costs. This is a backbreaker for the organization. And I don't think now Deshaun Watson is going to be able to, to save them and make them a playoff team. Maybe he would have to win out the entire way through. As for the Ravens, you know, they did what the Ravens do, which is run the football and they did it well. They got Gus Edwards back. Uh, 16 carries, 66 yards might not seem a lot, but I mean, I'm telling you, this guy's a six foot beast out there. And when he goes down North and South football, he's very effective. And that's the Baltimore Ravens style of offense. And they kept it low scoring against a very desperate Brown. So this was a big win for the Ravens. It was a big win, Dominic. You talked about it. Just mentioned now they're running football team, Lamar Jackson, nine completions in this game for 120 yards for me i sound like a broken record but i don't think a that's sustainable in order to win games and i don't think they could go very far in the playoffs you know with getting nine completions only you know nine catches for the receivers like to me it's great they want the got the win it's almost like escaping with the victory but i don't think this is a recipe for success dominic long term in the playoffs for this ravens team 
Yes, you're absolutely right. I agree 100%. But keep in mind, they're going to have Ajabo and Bowser, two linebacking, well, one of them is a defensive end, but they're both pass rushers is what I'm getting at, that are going to just inject this defense with a huge attitude right at the perfect time, made way through the season. Listen, Lamar Jackson, any day he could put up 35 points. It's just how the game is coached. This is an AFC North game to perfection, low scoring, hard nose defense, and the Baltimore Ravens knew that they just had to get just enough points, in this case, 23, to beat the Browns. And I think they could open up the Vols to play against Cincinnati with a high-scoring offense, and they could stick with Kansas City. As a matter of fact, they beat Kansas City last year. So mark my words, this Ravens team isn't going anywhere. I've been singing their praise all year, but I'm not backing down. I think that they will prove a lot of people when they actually go very deep. I call the AFC Championship. I'm hoping for the Super Bowl, but we'll have to see for those Ravens. I like it, Dominic. Sticking to your guns. Just a quick reminder, we got the funding drive happening at CJLO. Uh, any donations uh, you guys uh, can, can give to, uh, to the radio station would be super, super appreciated. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, Dominic, we recapped a few games. Let's continue on that trend. What game do you want to recap now? Yeah, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and oh, Carolina. Man. Oh, Carolina. I mean, what the hell is going on in Tampa Bay? This is just a nightmare of an organization right now. And it really starts with Tom Brady. I hate to say it, folks, but we are witnessing perhaps a changing of the guard across the entire NFL in terms of what is actually going to be effective moving forward. I see a guy like Tom Brady. I see a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Now I see a guy like Matt Ryan, all pocket quarterbacks. You know, I think if you're not mobile in the NFL right now, you are struggling. The way that the plays are designed, the way that the defensive schemes are designed, and these guys are feeling the heat. Tom Brady, 32 for 49, 290 yards, no touchdowns, no interception, three points on the board. There's going to be a lot of soul searching in Tampa Bay. And I think it starts with Tom Brady. The guy's drama of his personal life clearly is affecting him. You would only imagine. But the good thing is they're only three and four. They're in a weak division and they could ride this. And who knows? It's all about the trade deadline. We will find out at the trade deadline. What will the team do to improve their football team? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers better be searching for something to help that offensive line. I don't know who it is. Get them a better offensive line. It's with causing Brady for him to throw all these low balls in, in two seconds. I'm sure that his arm's not what it used to be either, but it's not just him. Look at the play action. First play of the game almost, Mike Evans, bobbling it like he's a CFLer. Like, what the <laughs> fudge? They was terrible to see, and that just set the tone for the friggin' Buccaneers to score only three points. On the positive side for the Panthers, you know, they got rid of all the things that they did not need, which is a head coach. The hell with Matt Rule. He's gone. You could just throw anybody else. He'll be a lot better. And the Panthers, this is a defensive football team. I know for a fact that underneath the layers, this Panthers team is solid. They just need a quarterback to lead the way and a head coach to guide them. They'll be back. Next year, strong, but this year, forget about them. But they just happened to win a great football game for them, 21-3. to Good job, Panthers. 
Yeah, Dominic, not only are they a defensive team, Dominic, but they make it known with those seven uh, draft picks all going on the defensive side of the ball uh, in our last uh, draft. Pretty impressive there. Uh, talk about defensive uh, team and defense winning championships. Well, defense won them this game, Dominic, giving up only three, like you said, to Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is remarkable what we're seeing. It's It almost looks like Tom Brady, it's painful for him to be there. Like it's pulling teeth for him to play football and he loves playing football. Obviously he does, uh, you know, he's, he's well, um, into his forties right now and continue to do this. He could have retired several times. He hasn't, but it looks like it's painful for him. And never in my life did I think I would see this out of Tom Brady. I, I picked them to win the Super Bowl and look, maybe that was uh, me buying into, uh, I guess, I mean, not buying into, I know how good Tom Brady is and I know how good this offense can be, but he just looked poor and it's all these checkdowns to Leonard Fournette and he can't break eight tackles in order to get a first down, Dominic. I don't know if Brady's not seeing the field. Um, I don't know, like you said, if it's his offensive line, not giving him time, but it was that huge drop by Mike Evans that really set the tone in this game. And I don't know, Dominic, it's like at this rate, Tampa Bay is lucky. Like you said, they play in an easy division. They're still first in their division. As crazy as it all sounds, it seems like their season's over. The world's crashing. The sky's falling. But Tampa Bay is still first in the division. But if they don't fix things soon, Dominic, it's going to be, you know, these three wins they had so far are going to be all for naught. Um, I don't know if I've seen a team with this much firepower on the offensive side, Dominic, struggle to not even get points just to get first downs, Dominic. To me, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, there's just no offensive line, William. They all got hurt early in the season. And unfortunately, without an offensive line, you just can't go anywhere. I don't care how good your team is. If you're working with three third stringers on the offensive line, you're not going anywhere. It's just the reality of it. Tom Brady doesn't have the speed doing all these bootlegs here and there. He just doesn't have it. He's a pocket quarterback. And that's what I'm saying. There's a changing of the guard. You're seeing it happening before our eyes. These pocket quarterbacks that can't evolve or they're just on their way out, say goodnight. It's going to be a long season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. They're going to have to win it probably late in the season to somehow scratch their way into the playoffs. Well, from one quarterback, Dominic, that's a Hall of Famer struggling, to another one, Green Bay Packers losing again, Aaron Rodgers vividly upset with his players and everything that's going on in green bay the washington commanders win the football game over the green bay packers with taylor heineke clutching up in the game the packers were winning this game i believe it was 14 to 3 at one point they come away victorious 23 21 over green bay and similarly what's happening in tampa bay a uh, great quarterback obviously a hall of famer struggling of course Rodgers does not have the weapons Tom Brady does, but I think people expected a little bit more of this Packers team this year. The Packers fall to three and four, Dominic, and they lose to the Washington Commanders, who did not have the starting quarterback playing in this game. Yeah, you called it, William. The Commanders upset the Packers. Oh, my Lord. What <laughs> is going on? But you called it, and you called it from the very get-go about the Packers. i got to give you credit. This Packers team... You said they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, they sure look like a team that's not going to make the playoffs. And I know the season's really early, but they too have an issue with their quarterback. And it's like Aaron Rodgers does not have confidence in his wide receivers. 
he, to me, should be playing with a lot more urgency than Tom Brady. He's not 45 years old. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers play with a lot more fire. It's like there's nothing there. It's all mechanics. It's like, I'm waiting for you to run the route. You did not run the route properly. That's the reason why I can't throw it. And that's the reason I'm getting sacked. And yada, 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 yada. I get it. But the longer this goes, again, another team, Minnesota's already got this division. Forget about it. The Packers will not win the division. I thought perhaps, somehow, but no, folks. This is Minnesota's gift wrapped because the Packers, unfortunately, are not a great football team. The coach is a college football coach, and Aaron Rodgers does not run a college football game. Mm-hmm. He's, in, he's set in his ways, and he's got his mechanics, and he's going to just hope that the receiver runs the routes. The players that they have on the right receiver front, he just doesn't, doesn't trust them. And he waits, and he waits, so he's going to get sacked. Obviously, all you got to do is stack the box against the running game and good night. Packers do that for the rest of the season. The Packers are obviously done. However, again, the trade deadline, what will the Packers do? Are they throwing in the towel early? I think they might. I think they've had enough with the Rogers show. They might be just cashing in their checks on him. Granted that they give him a contract extension, but who knows? We've seen crazier things. Yeah. Watch them draft another quarterback in the, in the first round next year. That'd be a nightmare and a half, but don't put it past them. Right now, the Packers' season looks bleak. Yeah, it does, Dominic, to say the least. And <laughs> I, you know, like I appreciate you giving me credit, Dominic. I thought things were going to be tough in Green Bay. Didn't think they would be this tough. Uh, flip side, Dominic, the Washington Commanders getting the victory. Terry McLaurin getting a huge catch on third down late in the game. Taylor Heineke escaping a sack and then throwing up what seemed to be almost like a prayer to Terry McLaurin. He fights back, makes a nice catch, uh, bodying and shielding Jair Alexander. I think that Terry McLaurin is the most underrated player in the entire National Football League. He has yet to play with a stable quarterback, a quarterback that's been in the NFL for a long time and that's proven himself. And he's still putting up numbers and he's still making great catches. I love Terry McLaurin. I love his love for the game. I love his, you know, his charisma, his swag, uh, the passion and and the fire that he plays with because he wants to win games. Uh, and, you know, he's not on a good football team. They may be... Uh, potentially poised for a run here after being these Green Bay Packers. But, you know, he hasn't played with that solid quarterback. And unfortunately, a lot of star wide receivers, running backs, tight ends have that same problem because there are poor quarterbacks in the NFL and you can't always play with a guy like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, or Josh Allen. And he's had that problem, but still, nonetheless, Dominic, putting up numbers. I love my love myself some Terry McLaurin. I always said he's underrated, and I think I officially confirmed he is the most underrated player in the NFL, Dominic. That's a bold take and a right take. I think you're 100% right. I think this guy, just the way that he played and proved beating a guy like Alexander, uh, you can't ask for a better DB to beat to get a, the winning touchdown. You know, I, to me, I just loved it. I thought it was an amazing game and that the commanders deserve to win the game. Congratulations, commanders. You're moving on. Yep. Big W there. All right, Dominic, let's move on to our next game. Yeah, let's move on to the New York Giants against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What is going on in the NFL? This is a perfect example of how you stay relevant in the NFL. Look what the New York Giants are doing with Daniel Jones. They're making him run for 107 yards. Come on now, folks. But that is brilliant coaching, right? That's Brian Dable 
understanding what's going on in the NFL. What are the areas you can do to capitalize with the rules and how you can make your team competitive when you have a decent defense? Run the quarterback. Nobody would expect Daniel Jones to be running like Josh Allen, but this is exactly what's happening in New York right now. My hat's off is to Brian Dable. Barkley, dude, you came in, you've saved this franchise as well because Barkley is running like the old Barkley that we've seen and loved. And, and we thought that injury could have been one of those like career enders, but he's bounced back. That's a great story there. And on the defensive front, wow. I think what we're going to see potentially is Thibodeau slowly but moving potentially for rookie defensive player of the year. This guy's an edge rusher is the real deal from top to bottom. The Giants aren't going anywhere. But I still think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones, can you seriously sustain this for the remainder of the season? I'm going to say no, but I'm loving what I see so far from the New York Giants. Yeah, Dom, I think I'd like, I, I'm, ugh, my brain is telling me I should agree with you and that he can sustain it. He cannot sustain it for the rest of the year and neither can those New York Giants, but it's just been such a wacky year in the NFL, Dominic, with the Giants doing well, the Jets doing well, uh, these great teams and great quarterbacks struggling. It's at this point, I, I don't know what to expect. If the Texans win the Super Bowl, I don't even know if I'd be surprised the way this <laughs> NFL, the way this NFL season is going. But yes, Dominic, Daniel Jones, I, I like your comparison to Josh Allen. He's not the runner Josh Allen is, but he's a big guy he's hard to take down uh and they really used it well late in the game a play action fake uh the whole defense bit on Saquon he just ran out got the first down um and I think Brian Dable I mean I know Brian Dable is front runner for coach of the year right now and I really don't even think it's close Dominic and I gotta give credit to you there because you love what you saw out of him with the Buffalo Bills and obviously that seems to be transpiring with the New York Giants and the fans love him they have Brian Dable shirts on and uh, he's uh, really quickly become a fan favorite there in uh in the city of uh, the big apple this is not even the tip of the iceberg this is just mm. like it's just getting started if daniel jones really ends up staying on this football team then you'll see the same kind of play design but if the giants drop the quarterback that can just do crazy things this team is gonna have super bowl aspiration by next year Dominic, it's hard for me to disagree with that. Never thought I'd be saying that preseason, but just the way the NFL's been this year. Uh, speaking of a Super Bowl, the team that made the Super Bowl last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, looked like they were in Super Bowl performance, Dominic. Big story there. Again, Jamar Chase having a Jamar Chase-like game. Eight catches, a buck 30, two touchdowns. Joe Burrow went bananas in this game in his first a half stat line looked like the entire game stat line for most quarterbacks passing for 481 yards Dominic three touchdowns no picks and Tyler Boyd going for eight catches a buck 55 and a touchdown this looked like the Cincinnati offense we saw at the end of last season and I think this is a big win for them I did expect the Bengals to win this game but I think the way they won it Dominic with that offense playing as well as it did and that connection with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow back in action was you know I think a sight for sore eyes for Bengals fans it was refreshing and I think this could be the victory Dominic that starts to propel the Cincinnati Bengals and who I think will a preseason to win the division and I, I'm going to stick with it Dominic because I can see this team rallying off three four five maybe even six straight wins after this performance because this was typical Bengals fashion uh, and the way they got the w a hundred percent we called it we said they're gonna open the valves against the falcons and that's exactly what they did 
let the offense throw the ball the entire game. To me, you could only do it against certain teams, and the Falcons were the perfect team to do it against. You know, the Mariota can't stick toe-to-toe with Bro the entire game, that's for sure. And then Atlanta lost one of their best DBs early in this football game. Once he was done, it was a, a field day for the rest of the offense for Cincinnati. It didn't matter who it was, Chase, Higgins, or Boyd. This was an offense that was going to roll. But for the Falcons, I'm not too worried about this team. This was bound to happen. They need to play a different style of football. Cincinnati did not let them do that at all. And that's because they have an amazing quarterback and this team is for real. I don't think we're going to see a winning streak yet. I could be obviously wrong. I think this team is going to teeter-totter. One game is going to be a blowout. Then they're going to face a good team with the strong DBs and it won't be as easy. I still think this offensive line is suspect. Can be very well exposed against great edge blitzers and also great linebackers. So keep an eye on the offensive line in Cincinnati. It's not repaired against the pass rush, and that's the way you would beat Cincinnati, if you ask me. Yeah, well, lucky for the Bengals, they have a very easy, fairly easy schedule for what seems to be easy. Uh, Cleveland Browns, and they got the Panthers, the bye week, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But as we know, nothing is set in stone this year in the NFL. So got to wait and see what happens there. That'll be a Monday night game against the Browns in Cleveland. We'll be excited to see that game, an AFC North matchup. Let's continue recapping some games, Dominic. Let's go to Dallas versus the Detroit Lions. Ooh, Detroit feeling the one in five blues. They absolutely needed to have this football game. Campbell lost it, blaming his running backs, not being able to hold on to the football. I mean, I get it. I mean, you do have to hold on to the football. But this was, to me, a lack of offense altogether. If they needed to have a better game plan, The Dallas Cowboys didn't have a great offense throughout the entire first half. As a matter of fact, they were losing six to three. And the Lions, I mean, Jared Goff, this guy's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Don't get me wrong, 21 for 26, 228, but no touchdowns and two picks. He's awful. He's awful. I just, the reason why he's bounced back from teams to teams, sometimes he can just ball out and throw five touchdowns but it happens so not frequently that um it's not worth our breath so the dallas cowboys congratulations dak prescott you know coming back gonna have to play a lot better than that but i think this was a mike mccarthy i'm gonna try to keep Dak kind of like relax and not put too much pressure give the ball to pollard and elliott which they found them both in the second half and uh elliott scores two big tds to get the the victory so congratulations to those dallas cowboys Good win by Dallas, uh, kind of an ugly win, but as they say, ugly win is better than a pretty loss. Look, Dominic, I'm all for the Dan Campbell and the tough, gritty players coach, and I'm going to show these son-of-a-guns that we're going to come off uh, everywhere and march all over the field uh, and stomp all over the other team. But, you know, it, like at the, it gets like it's almost like, for lack of a better word, cute at this point, almost comical because they really don't look like a good football team. Hey, you know, you could talk all the talk you want off the field and you can say this and you can say that, but th- this football team looks uh, awful. You know, they, they've, they've played some games where they were in it this season, but it's, it's almost like I can't see this franchise being turned around by Dan Campbell. I know it's early. I know it's premature. Maybe I'm just being a little bit harsh here because they have been in a lot of games and their offense has looked good, but there doesn't seem to be anything different here than 
it being the same old lines, even with Dan Campbell and with, you know, the, the HBO show and the hard knocks and everything. I just, I, I love the Dan Campbell story, Dominic, but at this point, it's like, if it's not leading to wins, then he could talk uh, till, he's, till he's blue in the face. But if you're not getting W's, then it's, it's really all for naught. Yeah, I, I hear you, William. I really do. I just think that we might be being a little harsh on Campbell due to the fact yeah. that he's got his three wide receivers are not playing, right? He doesn't yeah. have St. Brown. He's got the rookie that they drafted. And uh, obviously DJ Chark as well as another guy that uh, they're not playing. So it's hard to score points with also DeAndre Swift not playing. So who is it supposed to be? You're looking at your like third stringer. So with a B, not a B, I would say a C to a D quarterback. As much as I love Campbell, I respect his coaching. I respect the way that, uh, you know, he conducts himself. But I agree with you, though, William. They do need to get some more offense. This is the NFL. you got to be a professional. you got to find a way to get points on the board. That's it. And it's tough. Like, of course, he's dealt with his, his teams that with fair share of injuries and everything. Every team goes through that. So part of the game kind of sucks for them there. Hope to see them turn it around, but not this weekend because they're playing my Dolphins. Uh, let's jump to a game that happened, Dominic. Uh, our most recent game, Monday Night Football. The Chicago Bears putting on a shellacking over the New England Patriots. Mac Jones getting benched in this game. Bailey Zappi having to take over. Started off the game well, but wasn't good enough to get the victory for the Pats. The Chicago Bears go into Foxborough, Dominic, and dominate from start to finish 33 to 14 victory over the Patriots who are looking good. I got to see this was a, a shocker to me, Dominic. I know we've seen some shockers over the last few weeks. I did not see this coming, but credit fields and the bears uh, for winning in a tough environment. And uh, you know, like I said, not only winning, but uh, really giving it to those New England Patriots. Yeah. I blame Bill Belichick. This is his mistake. And this is his problem. If he couldn't have figured out who his starting quarterback was, and he was flip-flopping early on, you were not prepared for this football game. And how can you say that? This guy seems to be Mr. Prepared. But this time around, no, this is Belichick's fault. He should have just said, Zappi, you're the guy. Mac Jones, you're sitting for at least another week. Now Mac Jones is all confused. He's like, oh, three for six, <laughs> I threw a pick. Okay, guys are going to start bad. Unless there's something that we don't know and there's any injuries lingering and he's just like, oh, I'm not ready, coach. Maybe there's something that happened. But to me, to get pulled like that, you know, I just... I don't know. I don't like it. I think that uh, Belichick should have done better uh, by his quarterback by just naming Zappi off the bat. The team clearly obviously was confused. They didn't have any spark whatsoever. And Justin Fields absolutely had to have this football game. I mean, three and four Bears. Could you potentially see somehow the Bears making the playoffs? Could I mean, they're three and four. They're crawling in that division. Could they somehow make it over the hump. Do you potentially see any way that the Chicago Bears can make the playoffs, William? Any other year, Dominic, I would say no, but this has been such a wacky year. I could see you say yes, and I could see them winning the Super Bowl, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, I think that this year, you're absolutely right. It is a wacky tobacco <laughs> season, and I don't know what to expect moving forward. I just know that the Bears, you know, do have a college football frigging football scheme that works in the new NFL because they have a mobile quarterback. Look at him running for 82 yards, a TD, uh, maintaining his composure, 13 for 21, 179. And Roquan Smith to me is the guy that is one of the hottest player in the entire NFL. He just runs across the field like a madman and tackles everything in sight people feed off that right i don't care how bad your football team defensively might be if there's a spark plug 
I mean, he could be the guy to lead the way for the Bears. It's a lot wishful thinking on my end, but I just love the Bears. They deserve some type of excitement uh, to carry this franchise moving forward. Uh, they're overdue. I would It would be a crazy second half story to see the Bears and Justin Fields somehow make some noise in the NFC North. We've recapped a bunch of good games, Dominic. Now let's preview some good football games. This Thursday night, Dominic, we haven't been treated to too many good Thursday nighters. This one should be a good one on paper, Dominic. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay at home in this one, but underdogs uh, to Lamar Jackson and those Ravens by one point. Yeah, Tampa Bay, I don't see them fixing this problem overnight. Tampa Bay is going to have to go through a lot of adversity and Baltimore is just primed for a feast on the Bucks offensive line. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to be annihilated. Brady will be almost potentially an injury coming up. Baltimore will destroy Tampa Bay 35 to 13. I'm with you on that, Dominic, and a very similar score. I'm going to go 33 to 14 Baltimore. I think you said it well. I don't see Tampa Bay Bucks fixing their issue anytime soon. Baltimore coming off a nice victory there. I think Tom Brady continues to get frustrated with their offense. And, uh, and yeah, Baltimore comes away with a big victory there in Tampa Bay. Next up, Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a 9.30 a.m. Eastern start. The game will be in London. Hope you folks have your breakfast and your tea ready for this one. Uh, like I said, Jacksonville favored by four in this one. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd see Jacksonville favored by four. I'm going to go with Denver in this one. I say Russell Wilson plays this game. He comes back and he finally gets the train back on track for this Denver Broncos offense. Gets the W, 27-23 Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson playing in this game. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this is going to be an easy game for those Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they need a game like this to turn their entire season around. I could see Jacksonville celebrating in the plane on the way back saying, you know, like we got a long flight. We're going to turn our season around. This is what's going to happen for those Jaguars because, folks, this is a great football team. We saw it early in the season. The matchups that they faced in the past three weeks, it just happened to not work out in the favor. The only question mark is, can Trevor Lawrence be a bit more accurate? That's the only element that I would like to see him improve on. I think he will. I think that he's got the team to do it. It's well-balanced and Mark my words, Denver, you're done this year. We've talked about them in the preseason, how Russell Wilson was going to have the most pressure out of all NFL players. It's proven me right. The Broncos are done. Russell Wilson's done. Stick a fork in them for the entire season. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24 to 20. All right, next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by four in this one. I think this is going to be a heavy dose of Justin Jefferson and a little more Justin Jefferson in this one. Uh, Vikings favored by four, like I mentioned. I think they 
outcome in this game um, with a you know clear clear head mindset uh, as it coming off a bye, and I think they steamroll the Arizona Cardinals. I really do. Give me Minnesota. I'm gonna go final score of uh, 31 to 16 in this one, and uh, you know even with the hot back, the Arizona Cardinals uh, struggled to put up points in this game. They didn't against the New Orleans Saints last Thursday nighter, but I think this will be different game in Minnesota. Minnesota playing very well this year. Give me those Vikings to cover the spread against Arizona. Yeah, that's a game that I would agree with you normally, William. I would totally see it, but I'm going to go again with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm back, baby. You see, I didn't take them last week. What happened? They won. Now I'm taking them again, and this time they're going to prove me right. It's just D-Hop. D-Hop is another frigging superstar that hasn't lost a beat. I'm shocked. But I watched last week's game, and I thought that the kid still can play. I'm super excited for the Cardinals. I'm super excited for Murray. This is another team to watch moving forward. They have a great brand of football that merges well with the new NFL. Kirk Cousins throws three picks in this game. Arizona takes it. Wow, I like it. Bold take there, Dominic. I'm going right, to say 35-14. to 14. Next up, we got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. AFC East matchup. Patriots favored by one. However, I don't think they get the job done. I think the New York Jets win again, Dominic, and improve to 6-2. and two. Give me a tight game throughout, and give me the New York Jets winning in OT over their division rivals. I'm going to go 20-17 to 17 New York Jets in overtime in this one. I think Bailey Zappi should and will start this game uh, for the New England Patriots. There officially is QB controversy poor Mac Jones got a lot to think about now probably got a lot on his mind and uh, yeah I think that uh, newly acquired James Robinson gets a touchdown for the Jets and the Jets win at home MetLife Stadium over the rivals in overtime I like the call too again I would take the Jets but I'm (laughs) gonna actually go with the Patriots in this game I think that Belichick knows that he what he did was wrong and maybe call me crazy but we might see Billy Zappi for a long time for the Patriots this season because he seems to be playing a lot better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones obviously is still hurt. And it's, I don't know, I'm getting the feeling that Billy Zappi is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Call me crazy. I think he is. I think the New England Patriots have a strong defense and a great coach. They will beat the Jets 30 to 20 and Billy Zappi will score three touchdowns in the air. All righty, I like it. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Another divisional matchup, Dominic. Falcons favorite at home by six and a half. Oh, this is a perfect matchup for the, Val- for the Falcons to literally bounce right back. They will annihilate the Carolina Panthers 37 to three. I think that the running game is so strong in Atlanta. There's nothing that's going to stop the running game from Carolina's uh, defense. I know the linebackers are not that bad. But the scheme is too good right now in Atlanta. I Dominic uh, made my prediction before throwing it over to you, and I thirty-seven to seventeen for Carolina. So we both got Atlanta's offense putting up thirty-seven. I think, like you said, Dominic, great bounce back game for them here. I think they dominate this game from start to finish. Marcus Mariota has a great game and even rushes for two TDs in this one. Next up, Battle of Pennsylvania, Dominic. We've got your Pittsburgh Steelers. At the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles favored by 10 and a half in this one. Your Steelers almost came up with a victory over the Dolphins this weekend uh, with uh, Kenny Pickett there starting. I think this game will be closer than people think. However, give me the Eagles to remain undefeated. I'm going to go 27 to 22 for Philadelphia to improve to 7 and 0. 
Yeah, Pittsburgh's offense are the same offense as last year. They're just not throwing the ball downfield. I think it has to do with a weak offensive line. The Eagles should feast against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Eagles. Hurts, four touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. He's the difference maker, 38 to 10. Well, wow. alrighty. Next up, we got my Miami Dolphins playing at the Detroit Lions. Dolphins favored by three and a half. Yeah, the Dolphins, you know, running into a desperate team. I didn't like what I saw with Tua, unfortunately, against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I know that he's coming back from a serious injury, but I don't know. His quarterback play was subpar at best. The Steelers don't have a great defense. I think that he still needs to get that confidence back, but he's not going to get it against a, a desperate Lions team. Uh-huh. Give me the Lions on this one, 34-14. to 14. Well, honestly, Dominic, I could be biased, but I really see this being a great game for Tua and for the Dolphins' defense. I agree with you. They did not look very good uh, offensively against the Steelers, even though they did move the ball up the field and Tua had a high completion percentage. I think all that changes in this game. Give me the Dolphins. I'm going to go 30-13 to on the road over those lines to improve to 5-3. and All righty, next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. Raiders favored by two in this one. Oh, baby. Oh, watch. Uh, my gut's telling me this is going to be the game of the week. So I'm going to say it's going to be the game of the week. This game's going to go to OT. The Raiders are going to win once again, 37 to 31 over the New Orleans Saints with Josh Jacobs continuing his incredible season and breaking off a 50-yard TD run in overtime to seal this game. Give me the Raiders in overtime and covering the spread over the Saints. Yeah, that Saints defense is is very strong when Lattimore is playing. So we'll have to keep an eye on whether he does. I think he will. I think he's ready for this game. And as a result, that defense will stifle the Raiders' offense. And this is going to be a Taysom Hill show. I don't know. I'm feeling it. Give me Taysom Hill in this game. 27-14, three touchdown by Taysom Hill. Hey, the man that could do it all. All right, next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Chicago Bears. They're favored by 10. I think they win this game by a final score. I'm going to go 27-23. I do like what I saw out of Chicago, but I think this is kind of a a get-right game for Dak. He shakes off the rust after missing uh, the majority of the season, and the Cowboys win 27-23 over the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to call the upset of the week here. The Chicago Bears are going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I think everyone expects the Cowboys to be really strong and good. And unfortunately, it's going to take a little time for Dak Prescott to get right back into the groove of things. And now Chicago just won a big game on Monday night. They're going to ride that momentum. And that momentum carries over in Dallas. Chicago upsets Dallas 35-34. to Wow, good take, Dominic. I like it. High-scoring game. Next up, divisional matchup. Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Texans favored by four. I think they just cover the spread in this one. They win by five, 21 to 16. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of running that football with Derrick Henry. He gets 25 plus uh, carries in this one and propels the team to victory over the Texans. Now, this is my other upset here. I have to go with Houston because Houston, I've watched them the entire year. They force their opponents to play their style of football, which is a grind it out, running the ball. Tennessee's going to grind it out as well, run the ball. Tennessee's offense is not explosive. And I just smell an upset. Houston can stick with just about 24 to 20 points. They will beat Tennessee 
Give me Nico Collins in this game, multiple touchdowns. Houston takes at 24 to 20. All right, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. San Fran favored by two here, Dominic. My mind is telling me to pick the 49ers. My gut is telling me to pick the Rams. I always trust my gut. So give me the Rams to win this one. Final score of 23 to 20 over San Fran. I think this game could go either way, but I think this is a game that the Rams need. Talk about desperate teams, Dominic. Right now, the Rams are desperate, and I think the 49ers maybe as well. But after winning the Super Bowl last year, Dominic, the Rams have looked anything but the team of last year. So I feel they're the more desperate one. They're going to come out as such, and they're going to pull away uh, with a quote-unquote upset over the 49ers. Oh, this is going to be a nasty football game. A lot of players are going to get banged up heavily in this game. I'm going to agree with you, William. Somehow the Rams win this football game. And I'm going to think that potentially we're going to see a young kid, your running back that you love, Kyrene Williams, comes into this mm. game and actually is used as a weapon. And he will be a frigging really big chess piece for this Rams offense moving forward. I have this gut feeling. Now that Cam Akers is gone, Daryl Henderson, they, they don't like to give him a heavy load. Kyrene Williams is going to be the guy that's going to come in and spell a victory for the frigging Rams. Give me the Rams, however, in a very low-scoring game, 14-9. to nine. All right, good stuff, Dominic. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by four in this one. Nah, not so fast. Give me Taylor Heineke and those Washington Commanders in the upset over Sam Ellinger. I don't know if this spread is indicative of Sam Ellinger potentially getting or getting the start in this one. Uh, but no, I'm going Washington here, Dominic. They won this week against Green Bay. They continue the win streak on the road over the Colts. I'm going to go with Sam Ellinger. I'm buying the hype. I love this kid. Out of college, I watched his tapes. He's the real deal, folks. And he takes it. Shaquille Leonard ignites this defense and it destroy a horrible offensive line in Washington. Give me the Indianapolis Colts, 37 to 13. All right, next up, we got the New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by two and a half in this one. Give me the Giants, Dominic. The New York Giants to improve to seven and one and win in a nail biter, 28-27 in Seattle and improve, like I said, to seven and one, the G-men do. Keep on disrespecting the Giants, eh? Still <laughs> underdogs against the Seahawks. We're underdog against last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, unfortunately for them, I'm going with the Seahawks. I think that people don't respect Geno Smith. And if for whatever reason, he's having a comeback year like no other. Give me the Seahawks here. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, 32 to 14. All right, shellacking there. Next up, Buffalo Bills favored by 10 and a half at home on Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers. I think they cover this game with ease. They beat Aaron Rodgers 37 to 13, and the Buffalo fans go bananas like they usually do at home Sunday night football. Yeah, this is a hard one for me to call. I really, really think that the Buffalo Bills are going to massacre Green Bay. And I'm going to go with that because, quite frankly, Green Bay, you're atrocious. Give me Buffalo in a blowout, 42-14. to 14. 
All right, next up to end the week, week eight, we got divisional matchup, Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Cincy favored by three. I love what I saw out of Cincy this past weekend against Atlanta. I think they keep it going, and I think that is a signature win, just the way they won that game. And they keep winning, Dominic, in the exact same fashion, winning 31-20 to 20 over the Cleveland Browns, with Jamar Chase getting another two TDs in this game. Oh, this is going to be a really hard football game. People are going to get bruised after this one. But somehow, Cincinnati comes up the victor in a tight, tight, tight game. They beat the Browns 32-30. to 30. Good stuff. Always those tight divisional matchups. Hope you enjoyed the show, folks. That's it for this week. I am pumped to see what's going to happen in the NFL this weekend. Uh, like I said, CJLO funding drive. Any support you can give us would be much, much appreciated. Thank you to all our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay safe. You were listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.